0: Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata.
1: and hello everybody out there in the spooky world it is spooky sundays welcome to all the dark as the para stalkers the para lurkers and the frightfully good fans it's Spooky Sunday's time, and you've got your hosts back in studio, Yay! where they belong, yes. sometimes, uh, Anne, myself, and
2: over there, Renata. Hello, everyone. Good evening.
1: Now, I have to ask Renata, how's your
2: jet lag going? Um, actually, last night I thought that I'd cracked it. I'd done it. Yep. But this morning I woke up and I felt absolutely terrible. But, <laughs> I think, but there might be a reason for that. Yes, I think, look, by the time that um, we're ready to go again, uh, we will have conquered jet lag just in time to get <laughs> it once again.
1: Yeah, I was. I actually woke up feeling not too bad today and because uh, it's been just over a week that we've been back in Australia. We landed Friday a week ago. Uh, and I, I thought, yeah, I'm not feeling too bad today. Then the hay fever kicked in mm. and my nose has been running like a tap and I've been sneezing my head off. Even my dog, Max, has got runny eyes and is, is suffering from it as well. So I don't know if it's something to do with the building next door, which is still going on. Nearly finished. Oh. But, uh, I, yeah, we've both got it. Even Dad's dog, my dad, who lives diagonally across the road from us, um, his dog is doing reverse sneezes, Aww. which is like a cough on a dog. Poor yeah, thing. Poor thing. She's exhausted. She's 15 and coughing up her lungs. Mm. Not good. Right. Okay. We've got to get back to work. So first off, we want to apologise for last week. We ended up getting pulled sideways. Nothing not like being pulled sideways, is there, Renata? No, nothing like it. Uh, we landed on Friday to the news that Mamma Mia... So I'm hoping you guys know what Mamma Mia is. It's a media outlet. They have journalists and they do stories. They've got millions of followers and their uh, target audience are females who are mums or grandmums or aunties or cousins or whatever they are, but they're, they're aged sort of like in their 20s through to their 50s, which is our target group. Anyway, they were going to Maitland Jail and they wanted to know whether Renata and I would run some tours there for them or some experiences because they wanted to sleep the night. They did. So we uh, we, we, were torn because we wanted to get back into the studio for our beautiful Spooky Sunday fans, but then we were also handed this opportunity to be able to spread the word of who we are and what we are to so many more people who might might enjoy what we do so um we thank you all for being patient last week and listening to the show because we i did jump into studio on friday with cousin steve and do a pre-record so we had a show for you guys so hope you enjoyed it but uh
2: we're back Yes, we are, and I do have a story of the week. Oh, excellent! Yes, uh, so the story of the week it takes us back to Merry Old England, which we have just left. And can I just say to you that one out of three people in the in Britain do believe in ghosts? I'm not surprised. One out of three. There that's that's thirty three percent of the yes. the nation. Yes. Wow! And uh, this story is about an abandoned haunted house so terrifying that the owner refuses to step foot in the door so let me let me tell you this comes from the mirror.co.uk where all greatest news of the week stories come from and this is about alan and christine tate who lived in their haunted home for 11 years The screaming and other bizarre noises were enough to make them pack their bags and leave. Can you imagine that? After 11 years of noise, you'd think they'd had enough? Yeah. They did. Yeah. But you'd think they'd also be used to it. Yeah. Why wait that long? Mm -hmm. And if you have a look at the picture that I put up about the house. Yes. (laughs) It looks looks like a bit of a dump. So I don't know whether people have been in there in between time and have wrecked it. Uh, I'm sure they wouldn't have left it like that. So the owners of a haunted house said they have uh, been left so terrified by mysterious screams they refused to step back inside. Alan and Christine Tate said their home was hiding a dark secret as they they have been plagued by sinister noises since 2018. Now, in June of that year, Christine was making a coffee in the kitchen at her house in Ammonford. Carmuthenshire. Bless you. <laughs> Carmuthenshire. Oh. Sounds like Carmuthenshire, but never mind. <laughs> but while, you know
1: what we're like with our
2: pronunciations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is really interesting how they say this because it's written here, she says, while she was stood over the, ke- the kettle. That they say this stood thing. So we would say while she was standing over the kettle. They say while she was stood over the kettle, Don't that makes it that? sounds
1: like she's got the kettle on the ground and she stood over it for a bit of a steaming.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bit um, of a cleanse. Right. She became convinced she could Bet hear strange some lavender noises. In there. Shush. <laughs> in the weeks that followed, the couple were disturbed by the sounds of women and children screaming, heavy oh. knocking, and men talking in foreign language. Oh, although they had lived in the house for 11 years, within weeks the couple left and vowed never to return. The couple who moved into a camper van set up recording devices around the house to investigate the noises. Why would you do that? Why? Because they can make a buck that? on it. Uh, it was like a flushing noise that I had heard <sighs> first, Christine told Wales Online. Somebody else's toilet? Maybe. I told Alan.
0: Alan. Alan. Alan.
2: Steve. Alan. About it and that I couldn't... He said, I don't care. I couldn't figure out where it was coming from. He... This is really bizarre. He left his phone in the bathroom with the recorder on to try and pick up the source of the noise and then we could hear a machine running. Someone's on the treadmill, or not We started to record all over the house and we picked up sounds of chains, a motorbike starting and people screaming. Sounds like a bikey gang. I know. The Tates, both 62, soon realised the noises were subterranean and appeared to be coming from underneath the basement that sits below the kitchen. Oh, now that's creepy. I've actually they're, got goosebumps. They're going to open the portal to hell. They're going to open up the you, sewer around. You they? know what they're doing. You know what they're going to do. Yeah. They're going to start digging. They even got police around who couldn't find the source of the noise, but Alan was not disturbed. Deterred, <laughs> disturbed. Deterred. Poor Alan. Yeah, I'm sure you're not disturbed. Steve. (laughs) He dug two 1.5 metre channels into the walls and put recording equipment inside.
1: I can just see him getting your tape measure out saying there's 1.25 metres.
2: What he found, he said, was horrifying. From a woman screaming, sexual sounds, dogs barking, a motorbike and a car horn. The chilling noises amounted to hundreds of hours of recordings. The couple accumulated hundreds of hours of recordings. Oh, there's an <laughs> echo in here. Echo. I could have sworn I just heard that. Of the different sounds, all of which they claimed were coming from beneath their house. The pair now travel around the UK. Here we go. Uh, here we warning go. Warning others about their ordeal and trying to spread the word about what's going on in Ammonford. Hundreds of people have been in touch with us "'and agreed that this needs to be properly looked at,' said Alan. "'All I really want is an explanation. "'Why are there people screaming? "'There must be something going on. "'We have placed microphones all over the place "'because we wanted to prove or disprove what we were hearing.' were these noises coming from the main road were they coming from a park we put microphones at the front of the house at the back of the house inside and out and in the basement the devices we left in the basement picked up screaming and other noises the other devices which were recording simultaneously at the front and back of the property picked up nothing at all The couple sent Wales Online a key to the house, but warned reporters would be entering the property at their own risk. Despite being in a busy town centre, the property is hidden down a narrow and lonely alleyway. The street is filled with shops and other commercial properties, bar one empty building next door that is up for sale. The kitchen sits directly above the now sealed off basement. There is no direct access to the underground space other than down a small hole with nine feet of darkness below it. Although the journalists left a recording device at the edge of the hole for several hours, the only sound picked up was them leaving the property. Mm -hmm. However, the Tates who recorded inside the walls of the basement rather than above a hole in its ceiling are adamant something is going on and have set up a petition to demand authorities investigate further. They claimed police were ignoring their concerns and that this matter needs an urgent full investigation. Dieford Powers Police confirmed it had received correspondence from Allen and officers attended the area in November last year. They did not find evidence of wrongdoing. But the Tates believed there were men, women and children living, sleeping and working underneath the house, as well as the motorbike. Yeah. Mm. And chains. And chains. And somebody moaning in ecstasy. Oh my gosh. Um, Alan believed there were quite a lot of people down there and is concerned it could be connected to people trafficking as well as drug manufacturing. So he thinks it's real people. Yes. The couple refused to return to Ammonford and said they were fearful for their own safety. They would not stay where in the UK they currently live and did not want photographs of themselves in the press. We're travelling around the country handing out posters and flyers about what we think is going on, said Alan. We want as many people as possible to know about this so that the police are urged to carry out more thorough investigation. We don't want to go back until the matter has been resolved. I think we're dealing with a serious criminal gang here and I think our lives could be in danger if they knew we where we were. Well, there you go.
1: Well, they're travelling around the world, uh, the country warning people and I think they'll know where they are. Yeah, unless they wear a bag over their heads. <laughs> Could solve a lot of problems. Mm. I, I'm what do really, you think? Has anyone heard these recordings? Well,
2: they do. They have. Oh,
1: well, they have. But has anyone other than that pair heard the
2: recordings? Well, they've sent the recordings to the police and to the journalists. I
1: thought they had it's
2: just, just contacted them. No, no. No, no but the, the, the journalists... Didn't, didn't hear, hear anything. anything. No, no, but they had the recordings in the wrong place, you see. Oh, of course they did.
1: Mm. Uh, I would be questioning uh, things like air vents uh, or even plumbing where sound can travel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's the, the thing that they, they used at Maitland before. Jail. Yeah, yep. Where uh, they would communicate with each other by talking through the, the tubes. Mm. So, yeah.
2: Maybe the empty house or the empty um, space next door has created kind of like a, I know, a vacuum that sends the sound in their direction. (laughs) I don't know. It's really bizarre. Yes,
1: it is. I I would love to hear the recordings.
2: Mm -hmm. I'll keep an eye on it and see if there's a follow-up. But it's very interesting, I reckon.
1: We've got some very funny comments coming in on the... uh, the the uh, online thing here they're uh, what do you call it youtube where they're watching live uh-huh. uh we've got suggestions of um Chain wearing ghosts and uh, yeah, they're having. So some people are saying that's it's a regular <laughs> night in Depto. All those noises.
0: So uh, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> thanks for sharing your comments, everyone that's listening live, watching live. Uh, look, we're going to head off to a song. We've got some more stories coming up for you. I'm on next with the ABC of mythical creatures. Oh, and I've
2: had a break for weeks. Oh, well, it's been so I, lovely. Look, I might just. Change your mind. So nice to have a break from the ABC.
1: I've had enough negative people in my life (laughs) this weekend. (laughs) Anyway, uh, my my selection for songs tonight, I'm expecting you all to sing along at this particular point and you know where it will be you'll know because you'll all start doing it and so will we in studio. So uh,
0: enjoy this. We'll be back after this song. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live.
1: And we're back. And I've got extra S's coming in. Where are you, Renata? Are you, I'm <laughs> You're like one of those dogs that drag their butts <laughs> along the floor trying to get back to the desks there. Uh, and thank you for all the people joining in in the comments mm-hmm. online there. Uh, we're having a bit of fun in the background. Dave Mann's telling jokes as normal. Thank you, he, Dave. He, he's got to give us three jokes to make up for the three weeks we we're away. But he's, it is my great joy now to bring to you the ABC of Mythical Creatures. And this week we are up to the letter E. And our gorgeous Emmy has created a post of these cute little elves and things. Mm-hmm. And I've gone for something a little bit darker. But... In all fairness to Emmy, I've only just prepared this story this afternoon because I was running a little bit late because we were getting our new website fixed up. So if you want to check it out, ghostgrannies.com, yes, We have embraced it. No, Uh, you've embraced it. I'm still shaking my head. No, I asked you would it be okay because we saw that the biggest search feature was Ghost Grannies and you said, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah,
2: we'll
1: see. So you've embraced it. Suck it up. (laughs) Anyway, um, we do have some merch. We, We sort of tried to get something online for you guys and we've gone for a drop ship store now. And the good thing about it is it makes the clothing Um, It distributes the clothing from the country that you are in. So it's keeping the costs of postage down. Now, we had to choose what currency to put it in. And originally we put it in US dollars because our biggest audience is actually America, believe it or not. But we realised it's caused some sort of confusion. So we've now switched it back into Australian dollars. Uh, And of course, the Australian dollar is not doing great against the US dollar at the moment. So that meant the prices went up a bit. And um, we, we had some people who um bought it when it was switched to the Australian dollar but hadn't actually been as- adjusted for the uh the change of currency but that's okay we're getting that sorted Uh, but the quality of this stuff is amazing we've been wearing some of the jackets and t-shirts we bought from them as a trial and
2: we're super impressed. Yes Um, John has asked why we haven't got travel mugs on there yet John it'll come (laughs) that'll be in the next lot. Yeah we're going to leave this
1: one up for (laughs) a few weeks probably till we come back from Germany and Prague and then we're going to have a whole fresh batch of stuff and the idea is that we're only going to leave it there for three months and then it's gone and there'll be a new batch coming out. So, oh, But I tell you what, we've got beanies, yes. beanies, and the beanies say see on the dark side. They do, and they're embroidered on, so they're really nice. Anyway, let's get off that, but do check out theghostgrannies.com. It's got everything that we do in the one place there. So what I'm going to talk to you tonight is about elves... But I'm actually going to be looking into the elves of Iceland. Ooh. So oh, very yeah. freezing
2: cold elves.
1: Yeah. So get ready to be enchanted by tales of hidden folk, magical creatures, and a touch of
2: Icelandic whimsy. Oh. Nothing like some
1: whimsy. Yeah. Now, I've never been to Iceland. Um, one of our friends has been there, Bill, and he said it's very alien landscape. It's quite strange. So it's got sprawling lava fields and majestic fjords. Has long been a hub of magic and myth. It's like living in a real-life fantasy novel. Here among the l- misty landscapes, stories of elves... Can't, it's the F word. I can't say it. <laughs> Trolls <laughs> and gnomes have been passed down through generation, and believe it or not, many Icelanders genuinely believe in their existence.
2: Oh, can we have a T-shirt with the with um, don't say the F word on it? Yeah, with a picture of something
1: that looks like tinker.
0: Oh no! Oh no! Renata, sorry. It Oh no. Oh, oh,
2: oh. Everyone do a reverse. Yeah, yeah, reverse. How do you say it backwards? I oh, know. Spell it backwards. You are <laughs> <What? Yarf. laughs> Spell it backwards and
1: put it in the comments.
2: Yeah, that's oh. a good idea.
1: Say, so Put that word backwards in the comments and let's hope we can reverse it. Bloody hell, sorry, Renata.
2: I'm sorry, I got too excited.
1: Every show.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Anyway, this is true. And I actually found in this story some similarities to Ireland. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. So according to a study, there is a whopping 62% of Icelanders that believe in elves with even more open to the possibility that there may be elves. Well, that's more than half the population. Yeah, and they have over there what's called elf stones. Now, the elf stones are uh, stacked rocks. Now, we've seen these... Um, they're like witching stones or something. They, you know, where you have your stone on the bottom, then you put the next stone on mm-hmm. the next stone, and it's like a little tower. Yep. So, what's that called? A stone tower. Fabulous. Thank you for your um, expertise there, Renata. You're, you're welcome. But we, we have done that in – like I remember doing that up in the Blue Mountains mm-hmm. in the, the Cascades yep. and the, the falls there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these elf stones and are enchanted rocks and are said to be homes for the supernatural creatures. So if you look carefully, you might spot them dotting the parks or nestling in the yards of homes. And I saw some of the photos and they, they actually look quite beautiful. But, but beware. beware, disturbing them brings... There's an echo again. <laughs>
2: this Disturbing them brings misfortune. Disturbing them brings misfortune. And even... Even? Do you know? Oh, I'm waiting for you. Death.
1: Oh, death. Ah, so leave those stones be. I remember reading in the article there that they have some of these elf stones... Areas where people have collected them all, and they've meant to have built roads and things, and they've refused to build the roads through these areas. That's correct. And what does that remind you of? You've forgotten already. Ireland? Yes. With the fairy trees. <gasps> you said it. Oh, it's too you late. You said it. The damage has been done. Uh, <laughs> so um, out of all these people that do believe in the elf stones, we we do have one man that stands tall in his enthusiasm for elves. And this is a historian and elf expert. Now, this is going to be fun because I'm going to have to pronounce some Icelandic words here. Go for it. Magnus Skarpjärnson. How was that? Good. So with over 30 years of research and interviews with more than 900 Icelanders claiming encounters with elves, Magnus is true is a true authority on Icelandic elves and their lore. Oh, Jodie, thank you so much. Um, sorry, I just spotted that over there in the, the comments, so thank you for that super sticker. Uh, he, f- he even found the world's... Sorry... Get my teeth back in. He even founded the world's first full fledged elf school. What? Yes, you heard that right. An elf school? An elf school called Alpha Sacolin. I thought I was going so to So who them. goes to the elf school? Well, we're going to find out a bit more. Uh, it's an offshoot of the Paranormal Foundation of Iceland. So I didn't even know they had a Paranormal Foundation of Iceland. Now, you've just got to imagine a cosy room filled with bookshelves, leather-bound volumes. All tiny ones. And a smorgasbord of elf figurines and trinkets. And this is where Magnus hosts lectures and open forums where people gather sip coffee and discuss their experiences about the hidden folk. So it might sound a little like a sort of instead sort of a book cult. club. A cult book club, no, it's an elf chat club. It's a cult. But the elf school is very <laughs> the what? elf school's very serious about what they're doing. Yes. They actually offer diplomas and certificates. Oh Yes, wouldn't you want that on your wall? Yes, and they have approximately nine thousand students what? who have enrolled their condr their condre- <laughs> What have they enrolled? <laughs> they've, they've earned their credentials in elf studies. Oh. Who knew that elves could be so academically rewarding, Renata? What do you do with that? Oh, I'm sure there's there's something. You can flash that bit of paper somewhere, and it'll mean something to someone. So, according to Magnus, there are 13 species of elves in Iceland, ranging from a few inches.
0: <laughs>
2: Know we're going to die. We can't be dissing the elves. No, I'm 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 reporting on Magnus's thing here.
1: (laughs) Uh, They they range from a few inches Uh. to a few feet in height. Mm -hmm. Now you've got some that are friendly, while others are shy or even a tad mischievous. But Magnus doesn't see himself as a mere folklorist. Oh, no, he considers himself a neutral scientist determined to undercover. Uh, uncover the truth of these elusive beings. Now, you might wonder. I'm sure you're wondering, <laughs> Werenata. I do. I'm, I'm in wonderment right now. Why Iceland? Why? What makes it the capital, the elf capital of the world? Are you wondering? Yep, uh, I good. am. Well, Magnus believes that the Iceland's unique culture and its vast uninhabited landscapes create a safe haven for the magical creatures. Is Santa Claus there as well? Oh, no, you just... Santa Claus doesn't exist, Renata. <laughs> elves do. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what we really associate elves with, isn't it? Santa's helpers. Yes. They're more likely to reveal themselves to humans here in Iceland than anywhere else, but he- but be warned, changing attitudes and a growing disbelief in magic are causing the elves to retreat into hiding. I don't blame them. It's, it's like they're giving us a collective... <laughs> Mm-hmm. so, the modern world with its rigidity and scepticism has diminished the presence of these enchanting creatures. We've become so disconnected from the wonders of the supernatural that our
2: spiritual life force weakens. I just want to I, I want to ask all of those that are I listening. Hold, I know, all of those that are listening right now and those that are watching um, online to put in the comments fantastic elf names. Oh if, yes, if you. If you could name an elf, what would you name them?
1: I reckon they should put their first name and say, you know how there was Dobby the Elf? Yeah. They should have like Dave the something, I don't know. No, you uh, you you're, you keep Dave, telling that story. Dave the
2: Comic Elf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, let me, I was halfway through his Elf names, people, elf I was, names. I was putting this wonderful... Flow um, I, here. I had a moment I had to share it. And you've you, you ruined this line, which was just like a flower cut from its roots. Oh, God. You ruined oh, I'm it. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. So we need to reconnect with the magic and grace that surrounds us to thrive. Now, whether you're a true believer or a skeptic, the Allua of Icelandic elves and the hidden folk is undeniable, Renata. You know this. It's undeniable. So why not pay a visit to Magnus Skafjonsson Elf School? I'm going to why look up, not? I'm going to look up Elf School. Yeah, do it. I'm going to get diploma. Explore the mystical side of Iceland and see if you too might be captivated by these magical tales. And remember, folks... The world is a mysterious place. The world is a mysterious place. Full of wonders we've yet to uncover. So let's keep our minds open, unlike the lady who was on the tour last night. (laughs) Our heart's full of curiosity and who knows what otherworldly secrets we might discover together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is my ABC of mythical creatures, Renata. It's okay, I... I don't, didn't mind that one. You didn't mind good. it, no, no. Oh, good. You know we've we've got a bit of a problem here in studio. Mm, what? Somebody's taken the clock down. I know. So we don't <coughs> know when to time. Oh, they've put it behind us. Well, that's handy, Bonnie. <laughs> We now have to try and turn around while still talking on the microphone to see what it's time, time for, it is. time for a song. Time for a song. All right. Well, since you all enjoyed Crocodile Rock so much this time, or last time, let's see what you think of this one.
0: Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata.
1: And it's so wonderful to be back here live in studio instead of having to stress about um, getting pre records and things done. I just, I love the audience interaction we get where they message us using the 0490.
2: For yeah, that's a hint,
1: guys. <laughs> and there were some people that sent some messages through while we're away. John Edwards, thank you very much. Saying you ladies are the, awesome. Is that the John? Is John that the real Ed sure John Edwards? I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's the real John Edwards that did oh. that. Um, it is. I mean, this is a real John John Edwards. Anyway, he is from Hide and Seek Paranormal. That's a lot of hide and seek paranormal. And we have Dave, the man, who had a joke for us while we we're away, but it's quite a long one. There, I might have. Have to read that, just to make sure it's okay. Jody Music sent through a message. Uh, Mandy from Utah sent through a message. Oh, um, Jody Music is from the USA. Mandy's from the USA. Um, we had Bon Voyage's and uh, lots of things happening. Wow! Thank you, everyone. That's that is
2: absolutely wonderful. And I have to say that our trip was really almost without any issues. Almost. Almost without any issues whatsoever. We had a smashing time. We did. Except for one night. Grizzly Hall. Grizzly <laughs> Hall. Grizzly Hall. One night where, um, well, let's go back. Let's go back a moment. Let's go back a moment in time where we uh, were... We'll booked in to do an overnight investigation yes. at Derby Jail. Yes. And we looked for accommodation close by and we found Risley Hall. Yes, it was reasonably priced. Yes, it was very reasonably priced. Yes, and we looked at the pictures and we went, oh. that going to be nice. It's to be haunted. Mm-hmm. And uh, we arrived and settled into oh, our. Oh, hang on. We arrived and what was out the front? Oh, a Maserati. A Maserati. Mm-hmm. And then we realised that they were getting ready for a wedding. Um, we we. We Actually, pulled up with, all yeah. we, we must wrong, be at the wrong
1: place. Wrong place. This, mm. this can't possibly be somewhere we're staying with no. people with Maserati
2: stay. Mm. And uh, we settled into our room upstairs under the roof cavity. <laughs> Because yeah. like, we like had the, the cheap room. Like the Povos that we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we had a room. So I mean, I mean. And, yes. and um, the skylights were open, which was great because it was quite warm. Because there's no other windows. But as, as we were walking out, we said, please can you make sure that the skylights in our room are closed because it's going to be very cold tonight. And we do get back at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, and, you know, we want to. Get to bed and have a sleep. Yes, yes, everything's fine. I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper. It was a young lady who I don't think English was her first language. I oh. think
1: she may have been Polish or Russian. Mm, maybe, yeah.
2: don't know. So anyway we went off to our uh, investigation came back at three o'clock in the morning and you know there's a, somebody yeah. else sitting at the table at um, a reception and you know said um, "Oh, just before we go up just want to make sure that those skylights were closed because like we, we asked
1: we didn't it. want to walk all the way back down the three floors again because <laughs> the lift was broken, it was
0: broken
2: yes <laughs> and and we had the fur- furthest room yep. in the whole place yep uh, and the fellow said oh look I have haven't been told anything. I've just come on eleven thirty. There wasn't anything there, and we've gone. Oh no! Oh. And I said to Anne, "What's the bet that the skylights are still open?" And of course, we get to our room. <laughs> we open. We <laughs> our room was colder than the rest of the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it was like opening the fridge to a it freezer. Was. It, it was, was so. Cold. Yeah. It hit us. It was down to
1: single figures in there. Oh.
2: And we've gone, we can't sleep no. in these conditions.
1: So and, I and look, we tried to close these windows, oh, but they yeah. were um they'd obviously been open and the water had got into them and the wood was swollen. So we we physically didn't have the strength to close it. And one of them was in the bathroom. Yes. Um
2: well, the bathroom which, is another story. It's another story. <laughs> So anyway, I walked back down the stairs and I've gone, you've got to come upstairs and close these windows for us because this is ridiculous. So um, the fellow came up and uh, closed both the windows. He had difficulty doing yeah, so. didn't help because it was already freezing. So he said, could we have a blanket, please? no you can't we don't there should be some in the room no we have looked. there's none oh okay i'll try and find you one but you know can we have a heater oh no our other guests have got the heaters i'm sorry they're all out nothing they're all out um um
1: Okay. Um, so we said, well, what are we meant to do? It's freezing in here. We can't sleep with a sheet and a very thin um, duvet. 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 <laughs> uh, it, like it was a really light summer duvet and we are talking like it was around seven to nine degrees in that room mm. uh, and it was a big room so it wasn't going to heat up anytime soon no matter how much I farted. <laughs>
2: So, so he said, I'll, I'll have a look around and see what oh, I can get. I like, won't oh, leave I'll you ladies like yes, this, I promise. I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back.
1: Yeah, right. We mm. waited 40 minutes, mm-hmm. no sign of him. We went, damn it, we're going to bed. Mm-hmm. So we I
2: tried to have a shower, but um, the heat wasn't coming up that far because the Properly, the um, pipes had frozen enough to take my clothes off to have a shower. I don't know how you even
1: considered that. But uh, the, other, the other delight of our bathroom is that because we were up in the ceiling space, we had those beautiful old wooden beams and the whitewashed yes, walls that yes. you see in those Tudor style rooms. But. The beam it went straight through the shower. Went straight through the shower. So you had to literally duck underneath it to yes. be able to get into the shower. And Renata was quite concerned if she turned too too quickly, she might have knocked herself out. That's
2: exactly right. You had a real fear about that. Mm. So uh, we ended up going to bed with beanies and uh, our clothes and our jackets on. Yep. And a scarf. Yep. I even had a scarf.
1: Yep. We were wrapped up because otherwise we were gonna. We couldn't even like. There wasn't even a queen size bed. We could have jumped into together to try and get body heat off each other. <laughs> no, we, we had, had separate, single beds,
2: separate sides. Oh. But the one time we probably could have benefited from being in one bed. Yes. We didn't have one. Yeah.
1: Oh, the joys. joyous, joyous. Um, All right, so do we have any questions? First off, Lisa wanted to say the Anne Frank story that we did while we were away blew her mind, chilling. Don't think that it was a coincidence at all. I hope you all listened to that one. Mm. That was fun. Daniela says, welcome home. Can't wait to see you. Can't wait to see you. Shane has sent through a playlist. So that's going to make our life easier next week. thanks, Shane. Oh, you've got some good ones in there. I approve. Uh, Leah. Hi, Leah. I have a question for Spooky Sundays. What is your thoughts on near-death experiences?
2: Mm, I hope I only have one. (laughs) 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 One ever. That's, That's it. Um, two minds about it. I know a lot of people do. I believe wholeheartedly in the experiences that, that they have. Um, scientifically and medically, they would say that all of the things that occur um, are because the brain is shutting down. So there's a process that seems to happen um, when the body starts to. Um, Take its final breaths. It
1: conserves its energy by um, removing uh, blood circulation to the limbs and the outer uh, extremities of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why the the hands and the feet get colder. Um, the heartbeat slows down. The oxygen stops flowing to the brain as much, uh, and the, the body's conserving what it's got left, trying to keep life mm-hmm. going, and the the brain starts to die. Mm. And yeah. as the brain starts to die, uh, things happen. There mm-hmm. is electrical pulses that are being shot off. Uh, there's signals that are going awry. Uh, and is, is that what's causing these near-death experiences and these visions that they're having? Uh, is it because we've read about all of these stories that um, people are having the same sort of thing because they've heard of the story, so that's what their brain remembers and digs up at that moment? Or is it real?
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not in a hurry to find out. Me neither. It's very fascinating, though. And like I said, I do believe 100% that the people that are having these experiences are telling the absolute truth. It's quite fascinating. Um, There are people that spend their whole lifetime researching this. Uh, I haven't read any books about near-death experiences um, other than the one most recently that I can remember um, with the the doctor who um, actually spent his life trying to save people and had uh, a heart attack or a brain aneurysm or something and had a a near-death experience. Um, He actually wrote a book about it. It it was so profound. I can't remember his name. Um, I might look it up in the break. Well, let's go to a song.
1: Yeah, we'll get off to a song now and we'll be back with some more questions after this. Spooky
0: Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live.
1: And welcome back to studio, everyone. We are back with more of our spooky chat. So do we have any more questions? I need to get onto the phone and uh, find out for sure. Uh,
2: I'll just get back to you very briefly um, about that book that I'd mentioned. Um, It's actually written by Dr. Eben Alexander, and it is called A Neurosurgeon's Journey into the Afterlife, Proof of Heaven. Now, he... um, He's an academic neurosurgeon, and he uh, taught for the last twenty-five years, including fifteen years at the Brigham and Women's and Children's Hospitals. Uh, and uh, yeah, he had a, a his own experience, and uh, it was a near-death experience. And he it was so profound that he wrote a book, um, and it absolutely and totally changed everything that he thought about the whole process. So yeah, there you go. Oh fabulous. Thank you for sharing Renata. You're welcome. Uh, it's interesting that's from a
1: neurosurgeon.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: All right, so we have a comment here from India Mara saying, did we find Brown Willy in England? Because on the video on YouTube that we did about Brown Willie, he actually saw a bum in the clouds above Brown Willie. Uh,
2: did he? <laughs> we'll have to go back and check that now. <laughs> and hi John, how are you? We did we did find brown willy but it was it was very very under uh, underwhelming underwhelming <laughs> Uh,
1: John said I reckon Cosmagnus lives in Iceland And it's uh, more convenient And keeps his travel costs down mm. Yeah uh, Emmy Hello Emmy And yes a big shout out to Jody Haggard For sending us uh, a super sticker But also thank you to the other Jody Who sent us three coffees We oh, really appreciate we that We love the coffees uh, And Emmy seems to think we're in fine form tonight
2: Thank you. Thank you, Ian.
1: Uh, Right, Zena Warrior Princess, how many songs are in our playlist? Ten, please, if you'd like to submit some. That would be fabulous. Robert, how you doing? I would have said the Shropped Wafer would have been the odd bit. I've missed that bit. I'm not sure what that was. I'm obviously not with it. And, of course, now my
2: nose is going to run. Renata, you can have a read of that one. Okay, Um, hey ladies, it was great to join and watch and see you both. Don't really have a question, but I did want to tell you both. The other week I was using the Portal Plus app, just a burst session. Decided to ask a question in Russian and no shit. (laughs) No shit, I swear all the sounds suddenly and some of the words I could make out were all from the Cyrillic alphabet. There you go. They've been doing that on the Portal. Now,
1: interestingly, people quite often say that they think they're hearing Russian. Yes. Through there. Yes, absolutely. All right. She's not going to read anymore. All right. I'll (laughs) go on. Uh, We've got Maxine. Hello, Maxine. We've missed you too. I hope you're doing well. Dave has a question for us. Uh, Right. Can PIR infrared sensors typically found on sensor lights used to detect or are easily triggered by ghosts.
2: This is a whole contentious subject. They're triggered by flies and mosquitoes and fluff in the air and um, dirt and rubbish and, yes, lots of things.
1: infrared sensors is basically where it's emitting an infrared light and if something breaks the beam or interferes with it, that an alarm will go off and let you know that something has breached the beam. Uh, so you first off have to logically use your your brain to say, is there something that is non-paranormal that might be around? Maybe get your flashlight and see if there's any of those orbs around, because I'm sure they're doing it half the time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did see a lovely person post on one of those um, Facebook pages where people post their photos and things. And um, I don't want to offend, I really don't. But we will. But um, they uh, were driving away from an old home, an old cottage, and they had the camera pointed at the doorway, and they drove away very, very slowly. So you have this pan, and they say that, um, can you see the forming of... A, human body in the doorway just as we drive away so I had a, a nice long look at it and unfortunately as they're driving away they're driving through very long grass and so the grass is forming all of these weird shapes as a contrast to the doorway and to the house. So, you know, you've got all of these shapes and things. And uh, for a moment, I was going to write, my sweetheart, I think it's the grass that you've caught in your video. But then I thought, oh, no, I won't. Don't dash their hopes. I'll I'll get people rubbishing me and, and telling me that I'm a twit and I don't know what I'm talking about. So I just left it.
1: Yeah, I'm about to sneeze.
2: I'm sort of <laughs> halfway in no man's land here of about to sneeze.
1: So I turn off my microphones and then I hold it and it's it's not yeah. you know, one of those moments where you just you hold it and you don't mm-hmm. come. I mean, <laughs> the, the sneeze, the sneeze. It just sits there, and it doesn't doesn't blow. No, we're going downhill, going down. As Shane said, stroopwaffles,
2: stroopwaffles, <laughs> stroopwaffles. We had the best strip waffle in stroopwaffle land. Yep, and that was in um, Amsterdam. We went to the markets. And there You can buy all s-
1: sorts of things in
2: Amsterdam, <laughs> can't you? And <laughs> you, you didn't have to even buy
1: them, did they? We even bought some magnets for for our friends and gave it to them, but I don't think they thought much
2: of them because both of them left them at our place. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> yes, but a, a Stroopwafel, for those that don't know, um, are these two thin caramel or, or k- kind of wafery vanilla ca- sort of... caramel wafers. And in the middle, they slap on a big spoonful of this caramel stuff yeah. and then they toast it.
1: Well, it's it's dough. They actually get the dough and they put it in the waffle machine and it makes the Stroopwafel. And then they get the caramel and put it between two sheets of strip waffle. And then if you ask very nicely, they'll dip that in chocolate for or you. Or you pay extra. And <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so
1: that's there is a video of us online and we've just shared a strip waffle. Renata's still eating hers. And I, mm. I do a zoom in of the caramel dripping from its bottom. Oh.
2: The, the Cousin not Steve's mine. here. Not mine. Hello, sorry. <laughs> not my, That's not the my little sniggering in the background. No. no, no, your your bottom was definitely not. Did we find any ghosts overseas, Anne? Um. <laughs> I'm starting to get really despondent. It would be
3: nice if you found some somewhere, wouldn't
1: it? It would probably help with our ratings on YouTube. (laughs) Look, we did have some moments. We did have some experiences. Charleville Castle was fabulous. It was. Derby Jail was fabulous. I haven't reviewed the evidence yet, so I don't know. We may have caught something. Um, We certainly had a lovely conversation with Richard. Yes. What's his last name? Felix. Richard Felix from Most Haunted. We got Mm -hmm. a photo with Richard mm-hmm. we heard we heard all the
3: goss about oh. no sport oh, no, so we haven't had this conversation oh. yeah we can't
2: oh. have Hold it on air <laughs> I'm aware we can't have it I'm on air we heard all oh. the goss
3: we haven't no. had this, we most, haven't had time yet
2: The most haunted yes we know the. Dickie wasn't thing. happy <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, look, we're going to head off to a song. It's the top of the hour. Actually, we're going to have two songs. You've got time to run and do a wee and come back. And we'll be back with the second half of the show, which includes Cousin Steve's story. Ooh. I've got... Renata's already got the headphones off. She's, she's ready to run to the loo. Um, we've got Renata who has another story. And I have one about the real life sleeping... Oh, no, Yeah, Sleeping Beauty.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the real person.
1: All right, back up. Yes. <laughs>
0: It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And welcome back,
2: everyone, to the studio. And uh, we are saying hello to... Um, Cousins. Cousin. Steve. Oh, you know he <laughs> said uncle.
0: Cousin. I it's
3: saw
1: that. Now, we just have to point out here that Steve is not our <laughs> biological cousin. <laughs> We're getting
3: that a lot, aren't we? Yeah.
1: We, we just... We like to bring you all in as part it's of family. our family. family so he's nice. one of our one of our team one of our family <laughs> that's correct
3: i that's feel the love the everyone that's called i'm getting i'm getting called cousin steve now so yeah. i'm the love and him. you
1: got recognized the other I, day. I
3: got randomly recognized in a job interview <laughs> <laughs> by one of the it was a group job interview so one of those mm-hmm. there's so much fun to start <laughs> with but um, by one of the other applicants and she was talk, um, talking about maitland jail mm-hmm. she goes Oh, I know you I know your face I'm like, oh yeah I work with that She's like, Isaac Butterfield I went, yep <laughs> There you go That either made the job interview for you Or killed yeah, it Yeah, we'll have to see We're waiting to see We're waiting That's to see
2: correct. So. <laughs> so my story for this hour Is about uh Tu Wong Cemetery Now, Toowong Cemetery is in Queensland. Mm. And I'm going to tell you a little bit of history about it and maybe some of the ghost stories, depending on how much time we have. Or not. She might not be in the mood. Who knows? With over 120,000 burial sites, not all containing just one soul's remains, spread over 108 acres, laid out with avenues and streets, it is a true necropolis and celebration of the Victorian Age. Originally a military training facility at the base of One Tree Hill, the first grave was that of Samuel Wesley Blackhall, 1809 uh, to uh, 1871. Second Governor of Queensland, Governor Blackhall suffered from consumption... Uh, now known as tuberculosis, and would visit the top of Mount coot and the highest hill in what is now Toowong Cemetery, as it was believed that the breeze in high places offered relief to the symptoms. During one of these visits, Blackhall expressed a desire to be buried there, and when a mere six months later he died, that wish was granted by way of a grand memorial commissioned by the Parliament of Queensland. Now it is only fitting that the first ghostly tale is that of Governor Blackhall and his grand entombment. Once a year on the anniversary of his death, January the second, if you are lucky enough to be able to visit the cemetery with Tuong Cemetery Ghost Tours, you will be able to see a pale light emanating from his tomb. Noises of laughter and shouting can be heard coming from within where if you peek in through the small gap where his grave plaque has been removed, you will have goosebumps as you look upon him and his friends playing poker, a favourite pastime of his. Poker. No, you poker. It's good to bear in mind, though, that the dead need no money, and one must wonder are they possibly playing for the souls of the dead? <laughs> Maybe the mysterious figure of a widow dressed in black lace, face covered by a fine black veil, pale and hands obscuring her features, knows something that we don't. For many years, she has been seen slowly walking up the 12th Avenue to the memorial of the Ralstons. Where Walter Varden Ralston and Julia Mary Ralston are laid to rest. They had no children. Upon reaching the grave, she kneels before the crypt where she begins to cry and sob. Visitors who have not seen her during their visit to the Ralston grave have reported hearing her wailing as she mourns for her husband. When she is not heard, she is felt, not only by the unnatural chill in the air, but the overwhelming emotional sadness, which has caused many a patron to sob uncontrollably until they leave. Do you think
1: you'll wail for your husband when he goes, Renata?
2: (laughs) Why is there dead oh,
1: silence? No, I there? will sob. She, she's, she's choked up I with emotion
2: sob. at the thought of it. I will sob. Yeah. It appears in life as in death. Lady Ralston continues to mourn the love of her life, Walter Ralston. No ghost story could be complete without the Grim Reaper, the Dark Angel, the Angel of Death, or as a children who came to the dead centre of Tuong Cemetery during the early 20th century to raise death, called him the Angel. With the rise of medical science in the 20th century, death could easily be explained and understood. But until then, the angel was the grim reaper that came in the dark to take your soul away. It was custom during the Great Depression to bring food and lollies for the dead so they could not go hungry. Seen as a waste by poor hungry children They would come and steal away the food To settle their hunger and share with their family Hang on, they were giving lollies to the dead During the depression Mm. That,
3: that Wasteful
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be wasting it on the dead I mean, that's (laughs) sugar They call them the greatest generation, mate (laughs) During these scavenger hunts, I'm just going to move on, was when the kids swore they saw something sinister, something evil on the hill between the graves at the centre of the cemetery. It wasn't long before the kids had figured a way to conjure this sinister being. They stood in a circle, hand in hand, flesh to flesh, with their heads bowed down, eyes cast away, speaking certain words, and the angel would appear... But dare not break this (laughs) Why is he Swedish? Oh come on.
0: Hello
2: (laughs) it's a blowout. But dare not break this circle while the angel was there, for this would result in him visiting the foot of your bed in the dead of night and mean certain death. The cousin of a child who came along one day was so frightened by this apparition, this overwhelming feeling of death that appeared at the sight of the angel, that he broke the circle and ran away. True to the warning, a week later he was thrown from his horse and his neck Break. Oh,
3: the yeah. first pair of cakes always oh, left for the dogs, oh, isn't
2: it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to finish there because it is time for our song. Oh, we're running a bit late. Oh no! And we will be back with Cousin Stoies. <gasps> creepy Corner. And Creepy
0: Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live. Welcome back, everyone, and it's time for Cousin Steve. But before Hello. we go to
1: Cousin cousin Steve, I've oh. got a shout-out for Steve oh. from Daniela. She said, oh. hi, Steve. Oh, I miss That's you. Miss a... oh, you. But she also wants to give a shout-out to the second-best paranormal team in the world, and that would be us. Yes. And the frightfully good crew. Second yes. best. Well, that was last yeah. year. We, that was the yeah. award. We didn't
2: even rank, rank this year. No, I think
1: we were... I think... I'm not sure. I think we may have been second again, but we got the best uh, uh, social media platform. There you go for uh, the year. Who knew? Who knew? Consecutively second. Mm. We like it. <laughs> we lost the Australian Ambassador Award to <sighs> Amy's Crypt, but that's, that's okay.
3: well deserved. Yeah. Yes, she's she doing a great that. job. We'll yes. sacrifice
1: that.
2: Yeah. one. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, yes. Hello. Great.
3: Hi. We're we're sitting face to face for I once know. at no. the radio station. <laughs> Back in the creepy corner where going to dig the dirt on the pop culture paranormal that is plaguing us this week. <gasps> oh, geez, that's a lot of put- I know. It's popping, popping. Lucky there's a fuzzy thing yeah. on the microphone. Yeah. So, we've, we've talked about movies, we've talked about theatre, we've talked about live experience. We're going to take it back into the home this week because last week now we had the premiere of Series Six or Season Six, if you have, you want to be British or American. Of hit TV show, Black Mirror.
0: Oh yes. oh, yes. Black
3: Mirror season six has hit Netflix uh-huh. as of last week. And the viewers are saying, best season yet. Oh. Scariest season yet. Most mm. disturbing season yet. So the the two that I'm getting a lot of rumblings about is episode one, which is called Joan is Awful. <laughs> I love it. Yep. <laughs> and it's about a... Um, a TV drama adaption of a woman's life that's <laughs> okay. it's starring Selma Hayek. So, apparently, and how she is portrayed in Hollywood as opposed to real life. So, it's, something horrible's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's face it, it's Black Mirror because, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. That, but the other one that we're getting a lot of feedback on there is a episode at the end called Demon 79. Oh not sixty nine. No, it's oh. set in North England in nineteen seventy nine. Oh. A sales assistant is told she must commit terrible acts.
1: Oh so the voices in the head telling her to
3: do to that. To prevent disaster. So it's a it's a what would you do, monkeys paw kind of situation, I think, you know, if you what would you sacrifice to save X, Y, and Z. Oh. Now, Black Mirror is hugely popular. Mm-hmm. Black Mirror has been a huge success. Um, especially in paranormal programming. And it is an anthology series. For those who haven't watched it, it's an anthology series that is not unlike Tales from the Crypt, or if you want to go back to real basics and old school, The Twilight Zone. Oh, oh yes, Twilight I used to love
1: Zone. that, and you
3: know what? I, I think I still do. Like yeah. if you if it's on, if you catch it randomly, especially the black and white old ones, you're like, <gasps>
1: there, there, Zone. there are still some of those that pop into my mind every now and then and
3: make me think again. Exactly, exactly. But um. I'm just, I brought this up today because Netflix are having this weird relationship with the Supernatural and, you know, they, they can't commit. They've got commitment issues with the Supernatural yeah. because I'm going to go through a list now. Nobody wants to take a risk. Right. Of the programs that they have gone with, mm-hmm. promoted hugely, and then dropped like a hot potato. So in the last 12 years. Uh, Most recently, The Midnight Club. So, I don't know if you guys watched The Midnight Club that was a Mike Flanagan based Mm -hmm. on a Christopher Pike series of novels. Great stuff. And Mm -hmm. it dealt with um, young people that were terminally ill in a home and they were dying and they were creating a story, like Mm -hmm. stories. And it was really, really good. Cliffhanger ending. Netflix drop it. Oh, Mm -hmm. no. Along with eighteen ninety nine, which people got very fond of about Oh, the... I heard about it. I
1: haven't watched it yet. <laughs> so yep. it's from the
3: makers yep. of the dark, which is I yep. think a German series and they um No Danish, sorry. <laughs>
0: <Hello>. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> slightly different.
3: <laughs> uh, and they are on a, a ship that goes yes. missing or yeah. doesn't. It. It's very Bermuda Trianglish. Yep. Again, one season, dead. Yep. But people were raving about that. Raving. People, but Netflix is saying they don't have an audience. These shows don't have an audience, along with shows like First Kill, Archive 81. Now, if you have not seen Archive 81, it's probably one of the best shows Netflix has ever put on. Oh, wow. Um, it is about a guy who restores VHS tapes. Oh,
2: yes. Oh. And, he, and he, stumbles,
3: it, he stumbles across demonic presences, yes. and it's all set in, like, you would you'd love it. It's very, um... <sighs> Houdini-ish, actually. Mm-hmm. I and don't like, watch well, yeah.
1: a lot of TV now. I'm a- more arc- watching Yeah, YouTube. Archive 81.
3: Cancelled. Finished on a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Cancelled. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is an exception. They got to four seasons mm-hmm. and hugely popular. Yeah. But because of COVID, they went, oh, kill it off. October Faction, V-Wars, Chambers, Santa Clarita Diet. Mm-hmm. These these shows all got cancelled by Netflix despite mm-hmm. having an audience. As of April this year, Netflix have cancelled 94 of their original programming that they have generated, they've created, and dropped.
1: So what are they picking up instead?
3: They are relying on Stranger Things to uh-huh. bring in the audience every time but this is the last series of Stranger Things mm-hmm. that they're creating so yeah, the kids are getting old they have to the kids are getting yeah, they're, they're going to they're, they're, they're going, going to have grandkids soon <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going their 401k <laughs> checking it
2: out
3: but they like to jump on these paranormal things yeah. and then go oh. but it's like that with everything they do it with rom-coms they do it with they they think that by creating new content constantly, that's what people will come back for, mm-hmm. not shows that they build an audience mm-hmm. for. The thing with Netflix is, though, sometimes
1: you don't discover these programs until until a little bit further cleaner. down the track. It's It reminds me of um, – what's that one about the spaceships, the Joss Whelan one? Uh, Firefly. Firefly. Yep. Which, which was, is coming back. Yeah, well, they <laughs> had a massive – um, it wasn't a massive following at the time, but it but created... it cult classic. It, yeah. yeah, cult. And it was fabulous. It was fantastic. They're bringing it back?
3: Yeah, there's a, there's a new series. With
1: the original characters?
3: Some of, yes. Oh. Some of, yes. But there is... Hope, all hope is not lost. Okay, my lard ass is making this chair drop and I'm oh, slowly God. sinking. <laughs> all hope is not left because... The Fall of the House of Usher is coming to Netflix. That is Mike Flanagan's last project for Netflix. Now, Mike Flanagan is the brains behind The Haunting of Hill House, Mm -hmm. Haunting of Blind Manor, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So this is Mike Flanagan's last project, and it's it's got... got a huge cast good stuff and they do still own the rights to fear street and that fear street um they were teen novels in the late 90s mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they made th- well, they bought three back-to-back movies off fox that did hugely for them but they've done nothing with it it's mm-hmm. just sit there, the intellectual property sitting there but apparently there is a second season of that uh what was the ghost hunting show they just did
2: Oh, that horrible
3: one with horrible one with this guy at the end. Oh Oh, no! Yes, I was so with with it. Yeah, the yeah the lockdown show. no, that wasn't twenty. It was twenty one days. Twenty one days. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there is a second season coming. Really?
1: I was all with it. I was all with it until
3: the end. I was like, yeah, this is a setup. (laughs) Uh, So look. Do you keep your Netflix subscription? Who knows? I
1: haven't been watching it. I've switched to a different one. I know. I've been watching a lot of binge. Mm.
3: So say just saying, but there is a little hope of Mike Flanagan's scariness left to come, but we'll see. I will watch Stranger Things. Yeah. That will get. me there. you got to get to the end. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy Stranger Things. It but I have, different. I do have a question for the audience. Do you have a favourite A, Netflix show, or B favourite anthology show like Twilight Zone mm. Tales from the Crypt Tales that Explained all that kind of stuff let us know what it is because I'm very curious to see which ones people gravitate to
2: and what should they text that through to Steve they should where the number go they've moved it they've it's moved the number it's Nine zero eight four triple 8, 8,
1: eight six. Oh, see, Renata remembers. She's a good egg. Zero four nine zero
2: eight four triple 8, 8, eight six. Now, remember, Lucifer was another one. Lucifer, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah
3: right Lucifer left. wasn't originally a Netflix show. Lucifer, um, Netflix jumped in and saved Lucifer and gave him an extra seasons. So. It
1: was that was such a clever script until it got to the last season where <laughs> they Netflix turned the <laughs> the detective into this weak, sappy. Thing and I was I was so disappointed. Uh, well,
3: no. such as TVs, right?
2: <sighs> well, thank you, Steve. Thank that was you. just amazing. I love the we'll, chat. we'll see if um, anyone actually replies. I love your a,
3: segment
1: because we don't have up. anything like that. That's no. no.
3: and it's still on theme, but um, it's different. There's mm. plenty of interesting stuff coming in the next couple of weeks. Because if you have had a look at the movie release schedule. It's about to get spooky. Mm. Oh, because Halloween's yeah. coming. Yeah, but even before Halloween, June and, in, in June and July. Oh, my this is God. pre-Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> halfway. <laughs> We've got two international trips before Halloween. You do.
2: Fill us in on all the movies and everything that are oh, coming definitely up. definitely so, so that we know what we're going the to creepy watch. Creepy Corner will be sh- chair packed
3: okay.
2: <laughs> alright we're going to a song and we will be back
0: very soon don't go anywhere Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live and we're still here folks we hope that you are
2: too and otherwise Anne. we're talking to the dead. I know. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. listening.
3: dead or even worse dead air oh no <gasps> That happened last week. I did. I I was with you. Yeah, (laughs) we're freaking out.
2: And you have a story to regale us with? No. Oh, okay.
1: No, I do. I do. (laughs)
2: Uh, Look, this this one sort of
1: popped up into my visuals, and it excited me because apparently they found the real the gravestone of the real Snow White in Germany. And we are going to be in Germany in three and a half weeks' time. Mm-hmm. So I started, because I was looking for stories about Germany, I thought we'll start warming us up
3: for Germany. Don't, don't dig into the past of Germany. They don't like it.
2: <laughs> we don't. They no, don't like no, no, it. No.
3: Especially around the 1920s. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. Nothing happened. There is
1: so many nothing, stories on that period see. of time. Everyone nothing was away. <laughs> Everyone
3: said it's our houses.
1: Oh, nothing. what was see. the T-shirt you wanted us to wear? Renata oh.
2: oh.
1: <laughs> I think it's I a bad remember. idea. Or oh, those crazy Germans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to wear a t-shirt to Germany with those crazy Germans on it.
2: Um, oh, p- oh, no, I, I could put. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like something's
3: gonna happen. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say we, cancellation oh in goodness. five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Uh,
2: we could wear we could wear one that just don't talk about the war. <laughs> oh, You're no. going to be
3: drawn and quartered in the square.
1: All right, send us some more things that we should not wear on a t-shirt to Germany,
2: please. What's the number again? Oh, zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. Yes,
1: please text through some more things we should not put on a t-shirt Where to Germany. Where did all this
3: French art come from? <laughs> question mark. <laughs>
1: Even if you're listening to this after the live show, text it through. We'll read it out next week. But my story is, uh, so we've all heard of the Brothers Grimm and how they've got their fairy tales and all that sort of stuff. Well, apparently uh, Snow White is known as Snee Witchin. Yeah, so Snow White, Witchin has a witch and an evil stepmother, murder for hire, attempted murders, multiple poisonings, dripping blood, a strange coffin, and death by dancing.
3: What's the death by dancing? It's probably the real ending. It's the non-disfied ending. Okay. Uh,
1: So it's it's not necessarily a happy, happy... Story, the ones from the Brothers Grimm. It's a little bit uh, dark.
3: Oh, wow. well, not the Brothers Happy.
1: <laughs> but we're, we're now thinking that uh, Snow White may have been based on a real person and they think they've found it in Germany. So the story of Sophia. Sophia's life was well known at the start of the 19th century. The Brothers Grimm made literature out of the stories they heard from local people. Sophia, according to Holger Kempens, the director of the Dyson Museum in southern Germany, city of Bamberg. um, I just lost my spot because the phone lit up and I got excited. (laughs) Uh, So, hang on, was Maria Sophia von Ertal, who was born in (coughs) 1725 to a wealthy family in London, main a town near Bamberg. I'm doing so well. That sounded very German, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Can you tell I've done 122 days of German <laughs> no. lessons? No.
3: Armain sounded like Charmaine. I thought it sounded
1: a bit <laughs> And Shulgong. I thought you get of that. i do that. So they were talking about and they said that Maria Sophia... Maria Sophia... <laughs> Italian. Yeah. <laughs> Come to become an attractive and caring baroness uh, but her life changed for the worse when her widowed father Philip Christoph von und zu Hotel, married her stepmother Claudia Elizabeth von Reichenstein who Such allegedly abused poor Sophia I thought it was Maria Sophia Aww. and her siblings Aww. thus began the grim parallels to the grim story on uh-huh. Starlight. I see. All right, so this... Oh, ouch. <laughs> this, <laughs> this historian found more links between the girl, Schneewitchen and Sophia. <laughs> Loa was a famous centre for glassware and mirrors. I
3: thought Lola was a showgirl.
1: Loa? <laughs> Loa? L-O-A. All right, Renata, you've done German. How do you say L-O-H-R? Loa. Thank you. Was a famous centre for glassware and mirrors, and Sophia's father owned a local mirror factory. So, remember the mirror? Oh, magic mirror. Yeah, a mirror was given to the stepmother and engraved with the words You are a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Amour propre. Which means self-love, apparently.
0: Oh, in the mirror? It's yeah. oh, very often.
1: modern
3: of her. Yeah. Self-love in the mirror.
1: If only they'd had a camera. It would have been... Uh, what, what's our new channel? Only Get- Grands. Only Grands. <laughs> Stop!
3: Can only on. Grims, it would affect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now I've
1: lost my place. Um, so, uh, there, uh. that was the Lore castle Hlore. where they once lived. A forest near Lore was notorious for robbers and dangerous wild animals. But not only that, we've <laughs> got to find the dwarves, don't we? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't make it worse. <laughs> Don't! I thought this was a good story.
1: Yeah. A mine outside of Haw can only be dis- can only be reached by crossing seven hills.
3: Are they little hills?
1: <laughs> the same number Snow White crossed to reach the stories. Miners, the Seven Dwarves, because the mine shafts were so low and narrow little people and children were employed as miners and wore hooded cloaks to protect themselves from falling rocks. Because we all know a good cloak will protect you from yes, falling yeah, rocks. That
3: cloth Absolutely. will stop my brain from being magnetised and yeah. then smooshed.
1: So um, apparently after there was a murder attempt, Maria Sophia yeah. um, uh, <laughs> decided she move in with the dwarves. <laughs> She and did. of course, we all know what happened then. She found a prince and lived happily ever she after. Lives, she's
3: she living in this modern economy, living no. with seven dwarves to <laughs> save, save money? But that is not truly how <gasps> that story
1: ended. Of course not. Because that would be a fairy tale, wouldn't it? Yes. The life of Maria Sophia von Earth. Hey. Doesn't make a good, pleasant, dream-inducing bedtime story at all. The abusive mother apparently prevented, sorry, stepmother, prevented her from ever marrying. So Sophia moved to Bamberg where she eventually went blind and died in 1791 at the age of 71.
0: Oh, She'd
3: been gosh, standing in front of that dead. self-love mirror too much. That's why she went blind. <laughs> that's uh, that's an old wives' tale oh, too, isn't it? It is. Steve. I don't know. It its i do not its you're
1: the um, only one not wearing glasses here. Yeah, so, <laughs> someone. She was buried in the local church cemetery, and her grave was marked with a headstone, which apparently was unusual for those days. They'd, women didn't get that sort of thing, so that which was special. When the church was demolished in 1804, the headstone was moved to the local hospital in Lorr, which uh, was founded by Sophia's brother. So her brother-in-law. Yeah, the, the, despite the wicked stepmother, the no brother,
3: not yeah, brother-in-law, uh, brother-in-law. <laughs> oh no, <Yeah>. brother-in-law! <laughs> Come on, people, oh, wordplay. No. Oh no. <laughs> ah! No. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh. Back in the studio, thank you.
1: Boom Tish. Oh <laughs> My brain's not working fast (laughs) enough for that. All right. So, um, yeah, when the the hospital was replaced with a new clinic in the 1970s, the headstone was thought to have been lost forever. However, it has turned up, and it was in the possession of a local family who recently donated it to the Bamberg Diocesan Museum, where it's now on display. So about 60 years after Maria Sophia von Ertel died, the brothers Grimm were born. Right, sixty years later, mm-hmm. in nearby Han- Hanau, and began collecting and retelling embellishing local tales. So they would collect the local tales and things, and the because you know the, that's what they had for stories in those days. So mm-hmm. just what happened? The the Snee Witchen was an embellishment of the sad story, poor Maria Sophia von Oetal. but. There's a twist. Oh.
3: Will I have to wait till after the
1: break? No, because oh, it's only a little it. twist. Uh, <laughs> some of the researchers say it was based on or possibly combined with the life of Countess Margaret von Waldeck, who was born in Germany in 1533. Her fa- father owned a mine where the workers' growth was stunted by early employment in the small and dirty mine shafts. She allegedly fell in love with the Spanish prince, who would have she become Philip II, but her father disapproved, but his father, sorry, dis- <laughs> Charles V, disapproved of the relationship, so Margaret mysteriously died of poisoning at the age of 21, oh God, and was alleged, that but never proven that the king had assassinated her. So, is this the real Snow White? Is this a combination? Have the Brothers Grimm stolen this story? And should we go to lay flowers on her grave
3: if we can find it? Uh, I would. Seven of them. Yeah, Seven yeah. of them. I would. To hump, to hump, to hump. For all the humps that <laughs> she had to go through. That's right. All right. Over.
2: Let's let's do a workshop about this and uh, in the break. <laughs> <So and laughs> we'll, we'll download going, it into I'll a safe to, container. So
0: I'm going to go to a song. Oh, <laughs> Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live.
2: Well, thank you for those lovely people that have sent in some messages. So Anne's going to go and um, just share. Oh, okay,
1: I, I want to thank Sergei who said, uh, "Rubbing the bridge of your nose sometimes stops that mid-sneezy thing." Okay, so I'm going to try that next time. But apparently, also staring at a bright light can make you uh,
3: lose that. Lucky I'm here. Mm.
2: Oh, don't bend over. Oh, and uh, it's something else that stares at bright lights can be hypnotised. I bet Goats. you don't know that. Geese. What? You can- ah.
3: <laughs> You've mentioned him and now he's heard you. Hello, Hans. Hans. He's around. He's always around. Oh, we yes. need to do another... Ah, um uh, Hans. Yes. yes. yes.
1: Another
2: Sorry, Barb, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, apparently you can hypnotise geese with a bright light. They follow you. Oh, uh, no. Oh, I'm just banging things again. Um, <laughs> save that part.
1: Catherine Zina, Warrior Princess, also says, Thanks, Uncle Steve. Love Black Mirror and have been bin- binge-watching last season. I watched one of the early seasons and they were slow with the episodes coming out and I lost interest. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I might revisit it when I have time to yeah. watch TV. On the plane,
3: somewhere, wherever you're going.
1: Yeah, Lisa said, So many creative shows can Cancelled. Meanwhile, all the trashy reality shows continued. Because oh, they're cheaper yes. to produce. Yeah, loved Orange is the New Black on Netflix. I did see a bit of that too, and that was very clever I as think well. you'd,
3: see, you'd be in that. I'm surprised you'd ever audition for Wentworth, actually, Anne. Um, well, it's because it was filmed in Melbourne. Well, it could
1: have um, been by w- coastal Yeah, I would have happily gone down. And yes, I could have seen myself as one of the prisoners quite, yeah. quite easily. Uh, shirt idea from Shane. My plants are this high. <laughs> uh, Maxine said her grandma came from Germany, uh, and also he was saying something about the brothers Grimm. Does she well. have a gap in her
3: memories? Huh. <laughs> Her grandmother came from Germany,
1: but she doesn't remember
2: certain
3: decades.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, thank you for everyone that texts through. We really appreciate that. Now, you have to listen to Diary of a Ghost Hunter this week. It will be back.
3: Oh, God. Uh,
1: oh. We may have had a little rant at the end of it. Mm, may, have, may have. We may got have. Got our cranky pants on yes. after what happened to us last night. It was a big night. It was a big night, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was, was But we did have a traumatic experience last night at Grossman house. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: You're going to have to listen to Diary of yeah. Ghost Hunter to find out what, what it What a was. cliffhanger. And, yeah. And
1: to the point that the police were called. So you're mm-hmm. going to have to have a listen mm-hmm. to see what happened. Mm-hmm. How's mm-hmm. that for tantalising? Yeah. clock isn't over you're, there. You're pointing at the clock over there <laughs> and I'm not. looking a at reflection it going, of the clock. Where, where's the clock? The uh, And uh, also... We have congratulating ourselves. We have, we, con-
3: we have congratulating ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've gone to Russia. Oh, oh, yeah. It's my covered.
1: jet lag is kicking in Comrade. Again. We have reached half a million downloads of the True Hauntings podcast. Yes. And we are so super proud. And we have got some um, very... Uh, well-known people who are loving our podcast and are even including it on part of their show, which is called Paranormal Sixty by Dave Schrader. Yes. So get over there and check out all the Dave stuff. That all the Dave's. I'm putting extra words in everywhere.
3: Just get ready for world domination, basically. Yeah, yeah basically. Starting now. Yeah.
2: And yes. uh, what else have we got on well, this week? We've got... Oh, we got the um, Wednesday night. Yes, yes. Um, at Wild Milk Factory, we are going to be doing our t- Tarot Show, our live Tarot Show, so there might be one or two tickets left, so grab them because I believe it is a sellout show. Well, and it will be
1: if all the tickets are gone, but we don't know if they
2: are. <laughs> um, also, we have our Maitland Jail uh, Ghost tours. so they're all full for the next... Two months actually. Um, But we we, we do have some spaces for the residents. So if you want a next level experience. That is my favorite
1: location at the moment. I absolutely adore the residence. Mm -hmm. It is insane. Mm,
2: Yes. Uh, 18 out of 20 that uh, came to our last yes. residence had, had personal experiences. In one particular room. Yes. Mm, that room, which we,
1: that we're we not going to tell you guys because I would rather that you came along and found out for yourself. It's like that we don't tell you the name of the resident ghost there because we want to see if that name pops up again, uh-huh. rather than saying, oh, look, this person's back again. Mm. So I'm just very quickly trying to get online to see if we have sold all the tickets, because there was eight tickets left last uh-huh. time we checked. So Wyong Milk Factory, it's a hoot of a night. Uh, Renata tells me she's going to do something different this time. Are <gasps> you going to wow. wear that crocheted bikini? <laughs>
2: Yes, I, oh, there's I five
1: act. tickets left. Right, five,
2: and um, we have our Stroud Ghost Tour coming up um, at the beginning of next month. There's a few tickets left for that. I believe Dubbo may already be sold out. Oh my God, yeah, for last time, Yes, the last time I looked, there were only two tickets and left. This may be the last
1: time we do it because yes, there's it's too the, expensive. Too expensive. <laughs> By the time we drive down there, get accommodation, pay for the hire of the jail, which is, is more than doubled Mm. since we first started. Um, It's just getting too expensive, even though we love it. Yes,
2: yeah. So... Grab those last two tickets. Don't know. Don't know if we're going it's to be. It's time. Back. We've got to get off because we're going to yes. get cut off. Okay. Good night, well, everyone. Good night, everyone. Thank See you on the dark side.
1: Stay Thank spooky. Yes. Um, Thank be frightfully good.
0: Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts, but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays when the truth lies beyond a logical answer dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable sometimes unconventional but always entertaining it's spooky sundays with ann and renata sunday from 8pm only on newcastle live